Hello, and welcome to the Get Transformed podcast of Transformation Christian Fellowship. We are so excited that you're tuning in, and we hope that you will be empowered and transformed by the Word of God. Great to be back with you all in person soon. Hallelujah. Philippians chapter 4, verse 15. We'll read from verses 15 through 20. Grace and peace be multiplied unto you from God our Father and our Lord Jesus Christ. All right. Philippians chapter 4, verse 15 through 20. And we're going to read at verse 15. It says, As you know, you Philippians were the only ones who gave me financial help when I first brought you the good news and then traveled on from Macedonia. No other church did this. Verse 16 says, even when I was in Thessalonica, you sent help more than once. Verse 17 says, I don't say this because I want a gift from you. Rather, I want you to receive a reward for your kindness. Verse 18, at the moment, I have all I need and more. I am generously supplied with the gifts you sent me from Ephroditus, excuse me. They are sweet smelling sacrifice that is acceptable and pleasing to God. And this same God who takes care of me will supply all your needs from his glorious riches, which you have been given, which have been given to us in Christ Jesus. Now all glory to God our Father forever and ever. Amen. Forever and ever. Amen. Hallelujah. Well, we give God praise for that. I want to talk to you um, this morning from the subject, a simple thank you. A simple thank you. We have been in a series entitled Grateful, and we've been focusing on how we encouraging us to live a lifestyle of gratitude towards God and just reminding us that the Thanksgiving and the holiday season is not the only season where we decide to want to be generous or be gracious. That it that this lifestyle that this lifestyle that excuse me that gratitude should be a lifestyle. Being kind should be a lifestyle. It should not be something that we decide to do because we want to feel morally good around this time of year because we want to do something, you know, to, to check a point in our moral box that I gave to the needy, that I did this. But it's more than just giving to the needy. It's about do you exemplify a lifestyle of gratitude to those who are close to you, to those that you work with, to those that, that come um, meet you on a daily basis? Ladies and gentlemen, grateful is defined um, showing and expressing a feeling of thankfulness and appreciation. And so this morning, what I want to focus on is being grateful for one another. I want to talk about that, to be thankful for one another. And I want you to know, put it in the chat section, say a simple thank you goes a long way. A simple thank you or a genuine expression of appreciation goes a long way. I, I, I would submit that sometimes people don't understand that your attitude 
of, of either you showing gratitude, sometimes that's stopping up some of you guys' blessing. It can be a stop because if you don't show appreciation or thanks, then I'm trying to tell you that's why your blessings are being hindered. It could be a reason. But I want to talk about us being thankful for one another because, you know, sometimes we can have this relationship, but how can we be grateful to God and not be grateful to those who he uses? Because let me tell you something this morning. God uses people to bless you. <laughs> God, God uses people. You get what I'm saying? A simple thank you will go a long way. You being thankful for what the person has done for you goes a long way. Let me tell you something, and let me tell you why it needs to be a lifestyle. John 13, verse 34. John 13. John 13. This is what Jesus says. A new commandment I give to you, that you love one another as I have loved you, that you also love one another. Verse 35, but this all will know that you are my disciples if you have love for one another. Jesus says, by this week that they will know, the world will know that you have love for one another. And that's how they will know that you are his disciples. This is a lifestyle. You cannot say that we love someone Based upon, uh, uh, based upon what they do for us, this love goes beyond materialism. It goes, this love goes beyond just the fact you do something for me now, you're my best friend. We're talking about loving one another. You cannot love one another and, and have a heart of ingratitude. Ingratitude is not a byproduct of love. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Ingratitude and, thank, and thanklessness is not a byproduct of love. If we are going to truly exemplify the love of God, we need to show gratitude towards one another. And a horizontal and vertical relationship, it needs to be a, 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 a common thing where we are expressing gratefulness. Ladies and gentlemen, we find ourselves in the book of Philippians. And Paul is writing this from a jail cell. But even in his circumstance, he still finds a way to give thanks. I want to make that very clear that he's in a jail cell writing to the church of Philippi. And he's praising God, number one, because and he's in jail. And he praises God for the people of Philippi. He rejoices for them. Matter of fact, I just not out there, so don't go looking for it. Philippians uh, 4 verse 10 actually says this, and I'm going to read it to you. It says this, how I praise the Lord that you are concerned about me again. I know you have always been concerned for me, but you didn't have the chance to help me. So what Paul does, he's writing this in a jail cell, and he wants to show, and he wants to show his immense gratitude for what the church of Philippi has done for him. That even while in jail, they still sending him gifts. That in jail, they're still supporting Paul, even in his circumstance. 
And Paul is expressing to them and showing his, his gratitude for the uh, his gratitude for what the church of Philippi has been expressing to him. Ladies and gentlemen, no matter what circumstance you find yourself in, we should all take Paul's example to be gracious and to be grateful even while we are in where we are. Because nobody has to do that for you. He's in a jail cell and yet the people still try, uh, still giving him gifts. He's in a jail cell and people, but guess what? He's not getting that. Well, I shouldn't be getting this because I'm the apostle Paul. No, he's being grateful that even they would consider to do something like this. Ladies and gentlemen, the church of Philippi, I want to note this to you, was, uh, uh, was a Roman colony in Macedonia, which is located in the northern part of Greece, which is northern Greece, by the way. And so he takes the time, and I also want to explain this to you, that it was not like the church of Philippi was a uh, wealthy congregation. Matter of fact, Paul would tell us as he was talking to the Corinthian church, I believe it's around 2 Corinthians 8 or something like that, of how he was so grateful that they gave uh, based upon what they had. And telling them that, and telling the Corinthian church to take on their example because they gave sacrificially. It was a sacrifice for the church of Philippi, but they gave according to their means. They didn't have it. They didn't have the money and the wealth like the church of Corinth had. But in spite of all of that, they gave what they had and Paul appreciated it. Hey, everyone, this is Brandon Hill, the senior pastor here at Transformation Christian Fellowship, along with my lovely wife, Leticia. And on this Giving Tuesday, we want you to partner with us for our Only Believe campaign. Absolutely. Your contributions will help us to expand our outreach locally yes. and nationally. And it will also help us to finish the renovations at our new location. Please make a spiritual investment today, whether you praying for us or sharing the post, but most importantly, giving a monetary donation to our campaign that will help us connect more lives to the transforming power and love of Jesus Christ. Remember, transformation starts here. Ladies and gentlemen, there's three things that I want to show you about a simple thank you that we can learn from Paul. I want to show you three things. Number one, we have to be thankful for our relationships. Apostle Paul was thankful. If you notice in these passages, he talks about their partnership that they had. That he was thankful for the partnership. If you are in a partnership with somebody, then that means there's, there should be some level of reciprocity in this partnership. And so he was thankful for his relationships. He was thankful for his relationship with the church of Philippi. And he was telling them that since the very beginning, you guys have been helpful. And I thank God and rejoice for you because of that relationship. He says in verse 10, how you were concerned for me, even though you didn't have the opportunity prior to. And this is not Paul sending a shade to them by no means. What Paul was saying at the time, I was incarcerated and y'all didn't have the financial resources like that. So y'all didn't necessarily have an opportunity per se. But now you remembered me again. You were concerned for me. 
See, when you're in a partnership, I don't come on in here. When you're in a real partnership, there should be a level of concern that you have for a person. See, a lot of times you need to reevaluate who really are your friends because if they don't have no concern for you, then you don't. Then you shouldn't. Oh my God! Then you should not expect for them to do for you as you would do for them. And ladies and gentlemen, he is in a, a relationship with them, a, 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 a relationship and that he's thankful for that it was not only financially, but they also, if we are partners or if we are brothers and sisters in Christ, then we also share in the suffering of Christ. And he was thankful that no, not only was this a, a materialistic uh, partnership, but we suffered together. We suffered for the cause of Christ. And that's what Paul was telling them in Philippians, uh, how they suffered and how you have to suffer for the cause of Christ. And they came into that partnership together. And so this relationship was birthed out of adversity. Hallelujah. Proverbs 17, 17 says a friend loves at all times and a brother is born for adversity. Hallelujah. Is that they both had a relationship with one another. It was a relationship that they had and he was thankful that even in their adversity, they didn't care. They still gave the gift of Paul in jail. Because this is true partnership. This is what true partnership looks like. If you are going through something as my brother and sister in Christ, then I'm going to show, oh my God, some grace unto you. Uh, hallelujah. And vice versa. <laughs> hallelujah. And vice versa. Let me tell you something, ladies and gentlemen. We have to be thankful for the level of relationships that we have in our lives. Pastor B, I don't have any family. Well, you better be thankful for the adopted family that God has put in your life. You ought to be thankful for those friends that have sticked true to you, even in adversity. You should be thankful when you get around the, oh my God, the Thanksgiving table. You got something to be thankful for that you're at a table. Woo! Help me in here. The reality is, is that we, oh my God, we devalue the relationships that we have in our lives. And we only place the value of our relationship based upon what people do. And not who people are. And so when they fail to do, then we're not thankful for them anymore. And we go to the next person and say, oh, I'm thankful for you because they did something. And we live in a time that all, you, all people care is about what you do, but they don't care about when you're present for them. They only care about what you get out of the materialistic. And Paul, he said, listen, I have more than enough. And even in the same verse, it wasn't like Paul wanted the stuff because guess what? Paul was not knocking on people's doors saying you need to give to me because I'm the apostle Paul. Because matter of fact, he told the church in Thessalonica, we didn't take anything from you so that we won't be a stumbling block to your faith. The reality of the matter is, Paul, even in this text, he said, I've learned how to be content with much. I've learned how to be content with less. It's not that I'm asking for anything. I'm thankful for who you are because you came, oh my God, spiritually into the suffering of Christ. Hallelujah. 
He said, I've learned how to be content with nothing. So I'm not talking to you like this because I need something from you. He said, I want you to have a reward for your kindness. Hallelujah. When you're, in a, when you're thankful for a relationship, you want God to bless them as they bless you. Hey, look at this. Oh, my God. Put it in the chat section and say, throw away one-sided relationship. I said, throw it away. Throw it to the pit of hell because it's not worth it. I really didn't come to preach like this. Listen, let's bring it down. Let me bring it down. So he was thankful. He was saying, he simply said, thank you for the relationship. He simply said, thank you for the relationship. And so we should learn how to be thankful to who we've created relationships with. We should be grateful for those people who have a genuine concern for us. Let me tell you something. Not everybody's trying to get in your business. Not everybody hits you up out of the blue because you don't got to talk to your friends every day. But when you do talk to them, it's because I'm talking to you out of a genuine concern. I want to know how you and your family are doing. I want to know how you're doing, not so I can get some tea on you. Not everybody is in like nobody. Not everybody's like that. I know. I know it's hard sometimes because you got to be careful who you talk to because they may be recording you and putting on Instagram. I know you got to be careful who you talk to and stuff like that. But let me tell you something. The lie of the enemy is to make you think that there is no more sincere or genuine people in this world. And I come this morning to tell you that's a lie from the pit of hell. They're still genuine. They're still sincere. They're still God fearing people in this world. World. hallelujah and the people that you can confide in and they not judge you there's people that you can confide in and they won't shame you there's people you can confide in and they won't tell your secret and run it off to the next person and that's those types of relationships we should put more value on instead of trying to create relationships with jokers who don't like you no way hey they like what you can do for them but they don't like you And so I'm thankful for the relationship. Let me move because I'm trying to be long. Number two, he, the, the second lesson that we can learn from Paul when we're just trying to say a simple thank you is you have to be thankful for what people do. Be thankful for what they did. Paul was not just thankful for the recent gift that they had. The scripture talks about how Paul said, I remembered. <laughs> I remember your gratitude towards me. Hallelujah. He said no other church did what you guys did. Even when he was in Thessalonica, Thessalonica the, the people of Thessalonica didn't give to Paul. And he did it for a reason. He said, you supported the kingdom work of ministry. You supported the kingdom work. He said, I appreciate that. The church of Corinth didn't even really do that. I thank you. Because you supported me. You supported as I labored out here. I'm thankful. You got to remember those people. 
You got to be thankful what people do. My mom, she sends this morning text. Not just materialism, but you got to be thankful for those things. Because you'll wake up one day and you don't get it. And then you're going to miss those texts. So you better be thankful. So she sends these morning texts out. Something encouraging in the morning. Again, people do that if they have concern. Genuinely to encourage people in their day. You got to be thankful for those types of people who do those things. You got to be thankful for a a person. Uh, uh, I remember his name is escaping me right now. But there was a man uh, who went to the, uh, Herman, who went to uh, the church I grew up out of, Mount Pleasant. And he would give these care packages to, to Vernon for his college. And not only did that bless Vernon, but it blessed all his other people who was friends of his at the college. You don't forget people who done stuff like that. And he didn't want nothing in return. It was just that he was blessed by his music ministry and wanted to bless him along the way. You can't forget people, oh my God, like a Mother Myers who says, hey, I see something about this young man and I'm going to support him. You don't forget people like those who've done things for you that have gotten you to where you are now. Paul said, I remember your kindness. Hallelujah. I thank you for what you've done. You don't forget people like Mother Carolyn or Mother Nixon or uh, Mother Diane. You don't forget people like them. You don't forget people who've helped and support you when nobody else, oh my God, saw the vision, but they saw it. The Church of Philippi saw the vision. Oh my God, they understood the assignment. You don't forget people like Mother Glory. You don't forget people who've done things for you along the way. You don't forget people, oh my God, in your family who've done things along your way. You don't forget patriarchs like Horace Benjamin and Ruth Benjamin. You don't forget people who've helped you along the way, who's done things for you. A simple thank you. And see, here's what we do in our community. We always want to throw flowers on you when you're dead in God and you can't hear nothing. How they going to hear something? I got news flash for you. They're not Looking down from heaven to hear you talk. You should have said that to them while they were alive. Hi, I don't need a funeral to say thank you. I'll say thank you now. Shariots. My God. I didn't plan to preach like this. But look out, my God. You should be thankful for who you what they have done. Hallelujah. Somebody say a simple thank you goes a long way. A simple thank you goes a long way. And it opens up doors of favor when you know how to say thank you. He says, he says to them, You did something that no other church that they did. (laughs) You did something that no other, no other church did. Hallelujah. When I was 23 years old, some people asked, how can he be a senior pastor? You don't forget nobody who understood the assignment. And if the least I can do is say thank you, that's what I'll do (laughs) for what you did. Let me tell you something. Let me tell you something. And that's why preachers should not take it for granted when people sow into your ministry. Because, listen, people can sow into the kingdom work anywhere. 
That's why we're grateful. That's when we put your name up there on Only Believe campaign. It's not so that we can make you feel good. No, it's to let you know thank you. Because nobody, you didn't have to do that. You could find any house of worship to give to. And we say thank you, not because we have to, because we want to. We want to say thank you. Because without your contributions, there would be none of this. And people get on their high horse. But God uses people. And without people, they wouldn't, you wouldn't be able to stand where you are. Without people, some of you will not even have a, 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 a living. They're not talking about just in church. I'm talking about in business. It's people that make step the business. <laughs> That's why when, when you want the best out of your workers, you, you, you exemplify gratitude for their hard work. And that's how you retain business. That's why there's high levels of turnover at certain places because you don't know how to say thank you. And you feel like, oh, this is a right. This is a privilege to work here. No, it's not. You could go anywhere else to find work. And some people rather, they will leave, they will leave your job. Making the money and say, you know what? I can't work for this person. They'd rather leave and go unemployed than to work for you. You hear me, business owner? You want to get retention? You want to be one of the best places where people would like to work at? Be grateful. And you teach your staff how to be grateful. That's what's missing in our society today is that people don't know how to say thank you. And when they do say thank you, they don't mean it because they want to say it to please you, but they don't really mean it. And you want to know why? Because you can see it in their actions. We don't do this because this is the nice thing. No, it's the right thing to do is to say thank you. That's why God hasn't opened up doors for some of us because you're ungrateful. Because you don't know how to say thanks for what he's done. You always thinking about what he's not done currently. I got to move because I don't handle on preaching this long. Number three. Let me stop. Number three. I'm coming to a close. I'm coming to a close. And this is what Paul did. Here's the power of gratitude. Watch me. He thanks them for what he did. He thanks them for the relationship. And out of his gratitude of him being a recipient, he then says, I'm going to leave a blessing. This is what you do. You don't just thank for receiving, but in reverse, you leave a blessing. We quote Philippians and we go all the day in verse, nine, uh, verse 19, we, we, quote, we quote it and we say, oh, God shall supply. But you want to know what the context of why that was written? Contextually, Paul wrote it to them as a blessing to the church of Philippi because he wanted them to see a reward for their kindness. <laughs> ah! So what the same God, I praise you now. He said, the same God 
<laughs> Ooh, verse 19, he says, and this same God <laughs> who has taken care of me, he says, he will supply your need. Let me tell you this. It was not like, like I said, the church of Philippi was not rich. They were not a wealthy church. But in their struggle, they, found, they still found a way to express generosity. Hallelujah. And what Paul is saying to them, that the way that you guys have met my need, he said, may God, the same God, hallelujah, who has met my need, may he meet your needs, that he is full in riches and glory, he shall supply it. And so what Paul teaches us is not only do we say thank you for what people have done, but you, you need to return the blessing of the Lord upon them. Hallelujah. Let me tell you something. You, you think, hallelujah, you think that I'm talking about immaterialism. Let me tell you something. When you say the blessing of the Lord and you decree the blessing over the Lord, over those who's given, there is something that opens up in the heavens for what they have done out of their children. Generosity. Now I say, may the same God who supplied my need. Uh, he's not just the God of Paul. He's just not the God of Brandon. But he's the God of you. He's the same God that he supplied the need of TCF. He can supply the need of your church. He's the same God that supplied the need of me and my family. He will supply the need of you. Shayas! The same God. Look at someone in the chat section. Say the same God. I done messed around and preached my own self out The same God. My God in here. Hi. My God in here. The same God. My goodness. said the same God I pronounce I prophesy over TCF I decree and declare the same God who has supplied my need I decree and declare may he supply your need this week I said this week may he supply your need who's full of riches and glory may he supply for you may he open up the windows of heaven and pour you out a blessing that you have no need to receive say This same God, he left a blessing. He left a blessing. He didn't just receive, but he left a blessing. As he was closing his letter, while in jail, he wasn't in the best of circumstances, 
But he said, listen, I don't have nothing to give. But what I do have, may the same God, may he bless you. This week, I'm closing. Like I said, I'm not trying to be long. This week, we got a report from one of our partners. And uh, he was helping us out for a while. And we pronounced the blessing over him. We pronounced the blessing over him and his business and his family as he did stuff for us in return. And he called EP the other day and he said, everything that was pronounced over me has happened exactly according to the letter of what we pronounced over him. You cannot undervalue of leaving the blessing. When Jesus was ascending, he left a blessing. Oh my God. When Moses was leaving the scene, he left a blessing. When Jacob was about to depart, he left a blessing. Hallelujah. Now let me tell you something to, this morning. When you leave the blessing of the Lord, as a sign of gratitude for what a person has done, you leave a blessing out of wanting them to see the same kindness, the same kindness that was given to me. May my God do unto you. I say that over TCF tonight, this morning. My God, the same God, may him enrichly bless your life. The same God, because of a simple thank you. And I leave the blessing of the Lord over you. And he says now, in verse 20, now all glory to God our Father forever and ever. Amen. Paul said, I'll seal it with so be it unto you. Hallelujah. Let it be done. I seal it under for amen this morning that may it be done to you as it was to me. Come on and worship God if you're grateful. I'm saying a grateful person, a grateful people. Give our God a grateful praise. If you're grateful for what he's done, I don't care what you're doing. I said let every breath, every person that got breath under the sound of my voice, I say give God a great praise in here. Seal it with grateful praise. Come on, seal it. Come on, seal it. Come on, seal it, church. Seal it where you are. Seal the favor of God now.
Jesus, I give you Jesus in this moment. Jesus came that you may have life and you have it more abundantly. Jesus came so that you do not have to live the rugged life of sin. He bore the sins of the world and your sin in his own body on the cross. And I offer you Jesus in this moment. Don't you let another minute go past without giving your life to Christ right now. This is serious. Oh, I got to get my life together. You can't. That's why Jesus came. The law was to show you the error of our ways so that it can point to a savior that we need a savior to redeem us. Oh, wretched man am I. Who will save, this from, save me from this body of mine? I'm telling you, I give you Jesus right now. There is nothing morally good about you a part of him. Apart from him, excuse me. I give you Jesus. That if you give your life to him, I'm not saying the life is going to be roses all the time. But I'm telling you, he says, take my yoke upon you. For my yoke is easy and my burdens are light. You don't have to carry it by yourself any longer, anymore. Today is the day of your salvation. Do not harden your heart as unto the rebellion. But if you hear his voice, listen and hear it and come to Jesus right now right where you are if you're making a decision you text that TCF you text transform to, to uh, 9400 or you take a picture of that code we want to show you the way of salvation do not get off of this live if you're going to hear me now if you're watching me live or you're going to watch the rebroadcast of this if you're listening to this on demand or online right now you've heard the word of God and you are held accountable to what you heard today. If you want to rededicate your life to Christ, get out of that, 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 get out of that situation that you're in and you come back to God today. You come back right now in Jesus' name. God is not condemning you. That's the devil. He's still here with his arms open. But you got to make the choice to say, I'm tired and I'm coming back home. I'm coming back home. I'm coming back home. If you want to partner with TCF, if you want to partner with Transformation Christian Fellowship, where, where is what we mean by that, where you receive your spiritual, uh, you're receiving spiritual guidance and you are connected to what we're doing here, whether through your time as well as your money, that's what we consider a partner. If that is you, and I want you to be a part of this. I would love to be your pastor, but more importantly, I'm talking to someone who's not saved today. You hear my voice. You give your life down. Say this prayer with me right now. Say, Lord Jesus, come into my heart. I acknowledge that I'm a sinner and I'm in need of saving. And I ask you in this moment right now, God, that I repent of my sin. I'm making the decision to come to you. I know, I, I, I acknowledge that you died on the cross, that you were buried and that you rose again and you ascended to the right hand of the Father just for me. And I'm making the decision to follow you right now. In Jesus' name I pray, I believe I'm saved. Amen. If you said that prayer, it's not just enough to say, you got to believe it in your heart. If you said that prayer, heaven is rejoicing for you right now. You text transform to 94000. 
and you and you take that picture if you need to of the cold and we'll show you the way on the salvation come on and give god praise Thanks for listening to the Get Transformed podcast. We hope that you subscribe so that you can continue to be empowered by the latest podcast. For more information on Transformation Christian Fellowship, visit our website at transformationchristianfellowship.org or download our free mobile app on the App Store or Google Play Store. If you would like to support this ministry, simply text TCF1 to 77977. We thank you for your generosity and for listening to the Get Transformed podcast. And remember, transformation starts here.